Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Intelancy, here with the leading minds in the world of ministry, Rebecca Sargent. Yay! Hey, Rebecca! Stephanie Nobles. Hey! Stop, stop! And Pastor Anthony Braswell. One, two, Woo! three, and two to four. Do you hear him knocking? This Jesus standing at the door. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just dropped that on you. Nice. I like that. that I wish I was a rapper. What would your rap name be? MC Thug Money. Wow. <laughs> that was my rap name. <laughs> hey, we're glad you guys are listening today. As always, we're here for you to connect the Sundays. We want to highlight what happened this past week, point to next week, and just have some fun along the journey. And today we're going to start out by talking about our pet peeves. Oh, goodness. What is your biggest pet peeve? Do we have categories? Because <laughs> you got lots of them. Yeah. Well, it's not a lot, and usually it's like just things that bother me personally. But I would never say to somebody like, "You're doing this wrong." It's just, anyways. But my number one, and actually probably my closest friends know this because I have said this one out loud, is when people misuse a part and a part. Oh. They're two different words. And they mean the exact opposite. So when you use the wrong version, you're literally saying the opposite, the opposite. of what you want to say. Can you give us an example? Yes. Yeah, so if you say, I'm so glad to be a part of this group, it would be A space part. Mm-hmm. That means I'm mm-hmm. in the group. Okay. If you say, I'm so glad to be a part of this group, that means you're glad Separated. to not be oh. part of it. <laughs> wow. so, so do you pick up on that when it's verbal or when it's written? written because mm-hmm. usually people say them the same and yeah. then about the same cadence but when it's written and it happens all the time all the time social media and <laughs> documents on blogs and stuff and I catch it every time and yeah happy police I don't want to be a part of that <laughs> um, mine would have to be people that leave shopping carts in the parking lot. And mm. I don't oh, mean preach. the parking lot corral for the carts. I mean, in a parking space, pushed up onto a median. Okay, in my defense. No! It's not always a thing right there. If I was there, my passive-aggressive mood is to go up where I literally just saw someone leave it and grab it and take mm. it for them, and they're like, uh, uh, and they don't know what to say, and I'm like, thank you, thank you for the cart, you know, I try, I'm trying, the Lord is working on my heart about it, (laughs) but I'm like, you know what, everybody's trying to get their steps in now and be healthier, right? This resolutions, 2020, just walk those extra steps. <laughs> what it says, park whenever a, a store provides a cart for you to shop in and then you take it back to your car and you don't take the time to take it back to the store or put it in a cart corral, that mm. says... That you're lazy wow. and unappreciated. I feel like there's a lot of judgment around this. <laughs> well, you're some judgmental people. Okay. I did not know it was called a car corral. I learned something today. Yes, welcome. I, is it? Is it? Yes. Okay, good. It is. It is now. Yeah. The worst thing about that is when someone puts it beside the car corral. <gasps> Okay. Like, right yes. beside it, and they don't yeah. go in it. I'm like, did you just miss? Like, you know how you sometimes you kind of launch it at, like, a distance? <laughs> and, you, and you try to make it in there? Like, is that what this happened? Or like they really? thing. Oh, that's fun. You and not it. a... Start like, 30 thing. feet behind and just... No, I would hit someone's car for sure. <laughs> and not, like, my car. You know, not something old like mine. It would be somebody's brand new BMW. I feel like I'm making a new list of Bethy. <laughs> What's yours? Mine would be whenever I'm at the gym and I see somebody get out all these weights... 
And you can almost kind of see immediately when they were going to do this, but like they leave them out or they get too many out or they leave them there for like a long time and they either don't put them back or they kind of claim the spot in the gym. Hate it when that happens because they almost all the time they just take up all this space, they've taken up all the weights. And I feel hey, like that's a humble brag. <laughs> no, I just I, I hate I that. Hate I always it. move all of my weights, all of them. I don't all require the time I spend in the gym, those people. <laughs> Just bother me. I don't require that much. That's so my pet peeve is when you're listening to a podcast, oh, and no. the podcast people spend seven minutes talking about French fries. What in the world what? happened last week? But everybody loved it. We were hungry, I think. I think so, too. And we're hungry again. So. And also passionate. We talked about fries from every angle you could possibly talk about it last week. And I just had Popeye's Fridays, and I think you were right. See? Consistency is key. Yeah. <laughs> they were great. They were great. Pet peeves. We'd love to hear your pet peeves, by the way. So send yeah. them over to us. Yeah. Especially if you're from Cambodia. Nobody emailed me from Cambodia <laughs> last week. Does. Come on, guys. We're still hoping. Still Pastor hoping. Anthony at discovernorthpark.com. There you go. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've really enjoyed this sermon series that we've been in. A bunch oh, of practical so stuff from this past week. Um, it was so good. Um, a bunch of practical stuff from this past week. If you weren't there, you can um, listen on the podcast or you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Um, But I wanted to address a point today about something that we were talking about earlier in the office. Uh, Based on what you spoke on this past week, how can we deal with the feelings that usually come with conflict? That's something we hit hard. So we were definitely talking about conflict and how to deal with it in a biblical way. But your words that you just said, feelings, those feelings will lead you astray if you Mm -hmm. aren't careful. Feelings are like the wind, right? They're just blowing. Um, I I saw a a, a great bumper sticker that said, don't listen uh, to everything you think. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also say, don't listen to everything you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my feelings may change if you give me a minute, right? Uh, But the other thing about it is feelings are emotional responses to a situation. And so to tell someone not to feel a certain way, and we say that a lot, right? You shouldn't feel that way. Really? That's my emotional response to a situation. I didn't choose how I felt, right? So I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel sad, but I'm also going to feel angry. And the Bible doesn't say to not be angry when someone leaves a shopping cart outside of the corral. (laughs) But the Bible does say that in our anger, we should not sin. Mm -hmm. So it's not about I shouldn't feel a certain way or I should feel a certain way. It's what am I going to do in the middle of the emotion that I do feel? Goodness, Mm -hmm. that point resonated with me so much, and I believe it so much, and it's not always easy to live that out, but it's so important because it changes our perspective on everything. Just like you said, we're human, so we're going to feel a lot of different things, and a lot of that is knee-jerk reaction, Mm -hmm. but the important thing and what the Bible guides us to do and gives us great examples of how to do it is how we respond to our feelings. You're allowed to feel angry and hurt at different times in life when you go through things, but we're not supposed to live there. We're not supposed to camp out in that feeling. Like we're supposed to respond in in grace and looking to Jesus and moving forward and finding ways to, to point our lives and others to Jesus through the process. And um, that really is what changes everything. And not just because the Bible tells us to, but because that's who Jesus is. Like he experienced physical and emotional hurt, betrayal, like all kinds of stuff. And he responded with grace and teaching moments and love and um, 
just choosing that perspective. And, and that's why we do those things. Not because the Bible tells us to, because that's who Jesus is. And we don't want to go in the opposite direction of that. Is there anything more powerful than Jesus's words, forgive them for they do not know what they do? Gosh. I mean, think about that. Yeah. These people were crucifying Jesus and, and they were casting lots for his clothes and all. They were mocking him. And his response to all of that was, Father, forgive them for they don't even realize what they're doing. And you can't yeah. tell me he wasn't hurting in that moment in mm-hmm. his heart and obviously in his Physically. body. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I'm sure he felt betrayed and hurt and just all the emotions at once. But what he chose to do was go to the Father and ask for forgiveness on their behalf. Like, yeah. that's huge. It is. Yeah. Like you, what we were discussing earlier when we were talking about this, you said that um, it doesn't invalidate your feelings. Right. You know, it doesn't, it's not that what you're feeling is wrong, that you should feel anger or bitterness or whatnot, but the Bible teaches us how to deal with it. It gives us right. solutions, you know, and even with Jesus feeling that way on the cross, his actions superseded the way he felt, and mm-hmm. that's like the ultimate, you know. Um, example that we could never follow perfectly, but it's a good standard to like strive through. So mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. What's that quote? Charles Swindoll is like, life is, you know, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to mm-hmm. it. Like so attitudes, true. everything. Yeah. And I think one thing we need to do, you know, James said, be quick to listen. So the point was stop yeah. and listen. Um, I think that's really important. If in a conflict situation that we would just take a minute, like just take a second, um, that knee jerk reaction, that that reaction. Instead, let's respond in a biblical way instead of reacting. In the last season of my life, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on with Marianne's situation and and all of those things that have have been going on in in my life. I I noticed that at times my emotional tank, if you will, is kind of full, right? Mm -hmm. And the first time something happens, we just kind of have this eruption. And so I've learned, especially in this season of my life, when when, when stress can, can get a little much for us. Maybe you're in a conflict situation and, and emotionally your tank's just kind of overflowing. If something happens, you just got to stop. Like You just got to be quiet because you realize that whatever comes out of your mouth when your emotional tank is overflowing is probably going to be sharper than you realize and that you intended it to be. Mm-hmm. And the words that you speak are not going to be as kind as you want them to be. And, and one of the best things we could do when our emotional tank is overflowing is just be silent. Right. Mm. What was that thing in the text? Take a big old breather. <laughs> Take a big old breath. Take a big old breath. It actually says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, mm. and you'll stay out of trouble. Proverbs 21 and 23. If we could just learn to do that, we'd be a lot better off. So I want to give you some strategies to help you with problem solving, okay? And these were a part of my message from Sunday, but since my son said I was preaching too long, <laughs> I skipped them because I didn't want to go too long. So I'm going to give you six strategies to help you problem solve. Are you ready? So if you're driving, write these down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. So number one, attack the problem, never the person. That's okay. Good. Remember, the goal is to have a healthy relationship after the conflict is over. So we're going to go after the problem. We're not going to go after the person. Oh, I like what you said, because the goal is not to be right. It's to have Mm -hmm. a healthier relationship. That's exactly right. That's That's good. good. Number two, look for the positives in the negative. Yes, there are going to be some negative situations in conflict, but there's also positives. I love what Dr. David Cooper said, love someone more for the things they do right than despise them for the things they do wrong. So look for the positives in the negative. Uh, Number three, Lead with love. No matter what the situation, if you'll lead with love, 
If you lead with kindness, you will never have an issue. Number four, communicate, 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 communicate. You can never over-communicate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read the average person spends two hours and 33 minutes a day on social media. An average person spends three hours and 58 minutes watching TV, and that includes like Netflix and stuff. But the average person spends 37 minutes a day with their family. Hmm. That's rough. Mm, yeah. Number five. Be honest in your communication. We gotta be honest with one another. I've got three sisters, so I'm gonna rat them out a little bit. So <laughs> Valentine's Day was this past week, and I get a, a, a text from one of my sisters, I won't say which, that says, I hope you sent flowers to Marianne on Valentine's Day. And my response was, I did, because Marianne doesn't like flowers. She's a very practical person. She likes flowers. Other times of the year, she likes for me to bring flowers. But she always says, why would you spend so much money on Valentine's Day for flowers? I would rather you put that money somewhere else. And so like I a did, Target gift card. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I gave her like necklace and I gave her you know, some earrings and you know, some cards. Great job, by the Thank way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it made me really self-conscious because I was like, to my sister's, well, am I missing it? Is, is my wife saying one thing, but she really wants flowers? And so I said, no, I think I know my wife well enough. And, and so this is a text that my sister sent me. I'm not going to read it exactly as I got. My friend told her husband not to send her flowers because they cost too much money. She told me that was code for fl- send me flowers no matter what they cost. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you can't do that. That's why guys stay in trouble all the time. Gentlemen, I would just like to say not every woman operates that way. One That is crazy. I, the exact same thing. I think the exact same way as Marianne. I said, if you want to send me flowers, I love them. Bring them home any other day of the year. Do not buy them when they're marked up 75%. Right. That is insane. And when I say that to you, I mean it with all of my heart. Do not bring any Valentine's gifts in this house. That's not code for you better have something in this <laughs> house. There's no code. There yeah. is no code. I was like, sorry, I'm going to be cheesy, but I was like, you show me love. 365 days a year, you come home with random gifts. I don't need you to go buy a bunch of marked up gifts on Valentine's Day. That is that is my truth. And that's code and, for. And that is code for <laughs> don't is, bring things to my There's no house. code. Yeah. Gentlemen, grown women don't play games. That's right. Next. That is oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. <laughs> oh my gosh. When you've blown it, make it right, right? So when you mess up, make Mm -hmm. it right. Own it. Susan Scott in Fierce Conversations said, and and she's talking about leadership, a leader's job is to get it right for the organization, not be right. And so I applied that to any other relationship. Our job is to get it right in our relationship, not be right in our relationships. I like it. That was good. Lots of great practical stuff on how to resolve conflict. Um, what are we to look forward to this upcoming week in part three of relationship goals? What are we? We're going to talk gonna about friending well. Mm. Um, so we talked a lot about marriage. I wish you could see Stephanie and Rebecca. They just <laughs> looked at each other. They're buddies. Um, we've talked a lot about relationships and there's been a heavy slant on marriage relationships and some romantic relationships, although this conflict part of the series applies to anything. Uh, but we're going to specifically talk about friendships um, this coming Sunday. And I've said it for years, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm. The people that you allow to be in your quote-unquote inner circle have more influence over you and the direction of your life than you probably would like to admit. So we're going to talk about how to friend well. I love that. 
I love all of y'all, so I'm feeling yeah. good about it. Right, future's right. Future is I've great. actually heard somebody say you were the grand total of the five people you mm. spend the most of your time with. Think about who you spend the majority of your time with. I'm feeling pretty lucky. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm sorry to whoever I'm breaking down that average for. <laughs> I also have to make something right. Okay, so publicly I need to apologize. The Bible says confess your sins to one another um, that they may be forgiven. I referred to my wife on Sunday. Oh, no. As she waddled away. Uh, apparently, that was not. <laughs> that was not. Every woman in that whole auditorium, and probably most of the men. I didn't mean it took like a that. big old breather. <laughs> I got bombarded after service by people going, "Your wife does not waddle," and I, <laughs> I didn't mean it. Don't like that. ever say that about a woman. So I'd like to publicly apologize to my wife. Who glides gracefully across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There we go. That's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday at noon, and we want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. <laughs> I, I that was right, why when I said you'd be a lot better off, <laughs> I started sounding like Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> What if I preach my entire message like this? I'd have to leave. Uh, yes. I would cringe Make so hard. I'd have to leave for me, please. Jesus said he loves you. No. <laughs> Think that's like transforming into the Joker? <laughs> or so no. Yeah, so, so. I'm your pastor. <laughs> oh, very scared. I'm sorry. You need to say, let's play a game. No. No. For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit northpartrdu.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.